0: Hello, and welcome back to the Millennium Pod. I am your host, Ari. Super excited to be back here this week, uh, talking again about the book of Boba Fett. We will be chatting about episode two. All I can say, first of all, is what an episode. That was incredible. Um, they, they really said, let's ramp this up. And, uh, wow, is really all I can say. Uh, First off, uh, yes, there will be, of course, spoilers for the Book of Fett episode two in this podcast. That is what it's about. So if you have not yet watched the episode, what are you waiting for? First of all, it's incredible. Go, 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 go watch it. Um, And second of all, come back after (laughs) and uh, listen to one gal's thoughts on it. All right, so right off the bat here, let's talk about that opening sequence um, in the Hot Palace with the assassin. I thought this sequence was very well done. It was comical, but uh, kind of without trying to be, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious that, you know, they faked out the assassin, pretending that there was a rancor, but really there wasn't. Um, And I think we kind of get to see a little bit more of Fennec and Boba's relationship and how... How despite the fact that, yes, Fennec is in his debt, um, they're pretty easy going with each other. And um, you can just see from the looks they're giving each other, you know, they, ha- they have that rapport, which I think is really interesting to see. Right off the bat as well, um, a big observation is we're still seeing Boba being cautious um, and trying not to make unnecessary enemies. But we're also seeing him start to be a little more bold. I mean, obviously threatening the assassin is one part, but then also marching straight to the mayors, um, not waiting to be let in, just barging in. Um, we're seeing him, you know, still still trying to kind of have those relationships, as I said, not make unnecessary enemies. But at the same time, we're starting to see him, yeah, be more bold, be more aggressive, um, which I think is really interesting. I said last week that I'm really excited to see how we see him deal with like reconciling, you know, his idea of wanting to be respected and wanting to have relationships with the people he's ruling yet also, you know, being a crime Lord and having that authority and, and holding that authority over people. So we're starting to see a little bit of that some more. And I'm super interested in uh the continuation of this kind of part of the story in the, what I'm calling uh, like the current quote unquote timeline, uh, Not The not dream timeline, I guess. We have been introduced to several new characters this episode. Uh, First is Mokshais. I do not trust the mayor at all. Who does? Nobody should. Uh, He's definitely hiding something. He's definitely a bit shady. But to be honest, I think the main reason why I'm not trusting him is because the like voice interpreter he's using, it sounds very cheeky. It sounds very sly. And that is definitely influencing me at least to be like, Oh, something's up with this guy. He's a little shady. Um, I don't know, just the voice, the mechanical voice. It just sounds very like, Hmm. I I know something you don't. Um, which, I mean, that's kind of what he's, he ends up saying anyway when he tells Boba to go visit the sanctuary. So yeah, the mayor's the mayor's shady. Uh, can't quite decide how shady. If he's going to kind of be like subplot shady or, you know, a very big antagonist, uh, that remains to be seen. But what I do know is I do not trust him and neither should Boba, but I don't think he does. So <laughs> that's good. The second character, or characters, I guess, uh, that we meet in this episode are, of course, the Hut twins. And I would just like to say, I'm tired of Hutt's. Uh I'm not like, not like in the sense like, oh, I'm tired of seeing them on screen. Because uh, I'm not, in that sense. They are very interesting characters. I'm just tired of their shenanigans. And if I lived in Star Wars, I would be so annoyed that these slugs that, like are slugs that can't move very fast, can't really defend themselves, have so much power. Like, I feel for the Star Wars people, and I am tired of them. Um, and uh, in the words of my dad, who uh, watched this episode with on my second run-through, just kill them. They are slugs. And I mean, I tend to agree, although according to Fennec, uh, we need permission to kill them. And I'm like, only in Star Wars have we allowed giant slugs to be a menace. Like, only in Star Wars is that even a believable thing. And I'm just like... Like, I get it. Like, I get that they have all kinds of money and protection and stuff. But at the same time, what it boils down to is they're slugs that need to be carried around to move at any speed that's remotely fast. And I'm just like, you guys... Um, but that does, again, like I said, make for a very interesting story, and they will obviously be a recurring character. Um, I'm wondering if they will be the vessel with which we get our Hut Slayer mention that I so desire. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about a different way I think we might get Hut Slayer later on in this episode. Um but that being said, I know, based on the holotape that existed of Leia killing Jabba, I know the Huts tried to destroy it, which leads me to believe that these Huts may know about it. I'm not sure why exactly they would bring it up, but maybe they would. In kind of like a, you don't deserve to be here. You aren't even the one who got rid of Jabba since, perhaps. But I don't know. They could be a vessel for that, but that remains to be seen as well. Um, the last character... New character, at least in this timeline, that we see is uh, Black Crescenton. I'm not quite sure if I'm pronouncing that exactly right, but um, this was actually my first exposure to this character. Uh, I have not read any Dr. Afra or Vader comics. It's obviously on my list. It's Obviously, a lot higher on my list now. Uh, I immediately, upon finding out that he he was involved with uh, Doctor Afra, cracked open Marvel Unlimited and started saving a bunch of comics so I can get up to speed. Hopefully by next week. Um, however, first reaction as someone who hadn't seen this guy in comics. I mean, I'm sure I've seen him subconsciously somewhere, but someone who had no memory, no idea. I was like, what? Scary Wookiee? Um, that's, that's insane because the Wookiees that, that I'm, I'm used to are like, yeah, I mean, Wookiees can be aggressive and you don't want to piss them off, but in general, they're like pretty gentle giants. I mean, yeah, Chewbacca gets angry, but not, not like angry, like I'm gonna, I'm going to be a scary looking like that. And uh, the other main Wookiee who I've been like thinking about a lot lately is of course, Briaga from the high Republic series. And he is a Jedi for those of you who don't know. Um, and he has like really good abilities to like sense other people's pain and stuff. And he emphasizes with that. And so Yeah, that's like my perception of Wookiee. So then to see this like big menacing Wookiee on screen, my brain was like, does not compute, does not compute. Um, But again, super interested. I'm checking out those uh, comics immediately because I need to know more. Um, um, But yeah, so I'm certain he'll be back Um, this A lot of people have been saying that maybe Afro will show up in this, which would make sense. So again, I I need to get on this because I want to be as excited as everybody else if and when she does show up. Now, I loved every minute of the dream sequence, and I'll talk about that in just a second. My only complaint from this episode is that we didn't get a little more in the quote-unquote present timeline. I'm just, I'm super excited and like filled with suspense about what's happening there. Um, Obviously, I would not... Have taken any time away from the dream sequence to give more time to that. I just, I'll be, I, you know, I wish the episodes were longer, but I can't complain too much because it was all really good. So, yeah, this dream sequence, flashback, whatever, with the Tuscans was incredible. Um, so rich, and I'm so happy we're getting to see more of the Tuscans and their culture and their tribe specifically. And I really um, appreciated that the Tuscan chief essentially is like, there's a bunch of different tribes of Tuscan Raiders, um, not all the same, uh, which I think is interesting because we have largely thought for the longest time that the Tuscan Raiders are kind of a monolith, which they are obviously not, and I think that just adds depth uh, to to both Tatooine as the world, you know, having all these different people, um, but also just the Tuscan Raiders in general, and it also opens, you know, the question about their different portrayals uh, throughout Star Wars um, which clans are which, um, and I'm super excited that we're kind of diving into this because it's just, it's interesting to see the group that has been vilified for so long in Star Wars, uh, to see them from a different side and like, yes, they may be different tribes we're seeing, but it's, it's still very interesting and I'm glad we get to see this, um, more and more and I hope that continues, um, because I think it's really cool. Also, with these flashback scenes with the Tusken Raiders, I feel that we get to see uh, Boba humanized more, which some people on the internet may not be happy with. Uh, A lot of people just want him to be this action figure that punches bad guys, which, you know, fine, fair enough. Um, But I think it's really interesting to see, yeah, this more human side of him, the guy outside the suit, the guy inside, like, who is this man inside the bounty hunter, basically. Um, and we definitely, yeah, we get to see that s- softer side of him, which I appreciate, I think is really interesting. I thought it was super wholesome, uh, his whole thing teaching them and everything, and then in turn them uh, giving back to him at the end of the episode. It was just a really lovely exchange. Um, it's obviously kind of in a bit of like an indigenous story, and I'm not indigenous, so I cannot speak to whether or not the themes seen in the story are like a good representation of various indigenous cultures and ideas. Um obviously they're not representing like a specific indigenous culture, but like I guess what I'm trying what I'm trying to get to in this is like in the prequels, even though the alien species, some of them at least, weren't like specifically representing a culture, they were still representing harmful and racist stereotypes of certain real cultures we have. So um, I don't think that that's what's happening here. Like, I I don't think what we're seeing is like indigenous caricatures, um, unlike what we did see in the prequels with some cultures. Um, But again, I can't confirm this because I'm not indigenous. So what I will say is that I think it's a very interesting story so i hope it's not a bad representation um of course i'll be continue to be on the lookout for indigenous voices in the matter because uh i think it's important and i mean also like you would like to think that since mr morrison is an indigenous man should be okay but i know actors don't always get a lot of say in things so yeah uh so far the reviews have been like pretty positive but again i'm not sure how many of them are actually from indigenous uh creators and people so I do think it is important um, in a story like this, especially a story like mainstream Star Wars, that we are listening uh, to the people who are being represented in a way. Um, That being said, I love, again, I hope this is like decent representation, but I love that he built his own uh, weapon. I originally thought it might've been a gift, which would have been an interesting storyline, but uh, knowing that he built it with the help of a Tusken Raider, just makes it that much more special and I think it's super wholesome. Um overall, the relationships um and exchanges between Boba and the Tuscan Raiders in this episode were just they were just all so wholesome. Um specifically I want to talk about, you know, the main the main the bulk of the time that this episode focused on, um, which was of course the training to take down the train and then the subsequent fight with the train. I thought it was super awesome. The action was great. Um and it also kind of reminded me, kind of like what Star Wars is all about, which is hope, you know? Um, you have the Tusken Raiders, this tribe specifically, who are being taken out by the Pike Syndicate, and it kind of seems hopeless, you know? They don't necessarily have the specific skills that they could use uh, to take down the train to take down the Pikes. Um, but Boba kind of brings in that hope and. You know, like, we can do this. We can take them down. We can make it better for, for you guys, for us. And I think that's really cool because, yeah, the main theme of Star Wars Through It at All is hope. And I think it's cool to see that kind of highlighted, albeit a bit subtly, um, in this in this episode. So the last thing I have um, on my plan for this episode today is a new segment I call Reaching. Reaching. <laughs> where I reach to make connections to what I want to happen in the show with what is happening in the show. I just read that sentence off my 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 list. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But essentially, based on things that have happened, I'm jumping to conclusions about things that may happen. It is a segment entitled Reaching, all caps. Uh, I need a new name for it, but for now, that's what it's called. And on today's episode, we have two big reaches. You're going to want to stretch for this. Uh, Twitter already got a glimpse of the first one earlier this morning, uh, but here they are. So the first one is that the presence of the Nikto equals a Hutt slayer mention is coming. Now I will elaborate on this. Um, essentially, in the book Bloodline by Claudia Gray, which I've mentioned a million times on this podcast that everyone should read. It's so good. Um, but anyway, in this book. The leader of the Nikto cartel, and, and keep in mind, this book takes place twenty-eight Aby, so about twenty-ish years after this is taking this this book of Boba is taking place. But anyhow, the leader of the Nikko, Nikto Nikto <laughs> cartel has a holotape tape of Leia slaying Jabba, and it's awesome. And he's like trying to recruit Leia to his case. He's like, "You've taken out Huts before." The huts are, like, in charge of the Nikto. And he's like, we don't want that anymore. Help us, essentially. And where I'm going with this is that if the Nikto had this hollow, albeit 20 years later, stands to reason they may have had it in their possession for a while. Now, that's not necessarily true. Obviously, it could have come into their possession at any time. Uh, but I'm just saying... Perhaps. And maybe, maybe they don't show Boba, but maybe he somehow gets it. Maybe they do show Boba at some point. Not sure why they would, but maybe they do. Uh, but anyhow, considering the fact that the Huts tried to destroy all copies of this, and, but the Niko were in possession of a copy of it at some point down the line, perhaps they are the link. Um... Yeah, I know that was a big reach, but you know what? At this point, I just really, really want to let Slayer mention, and I will get it where I can. And my second reach of the day is um, the presence of the Pike Syndicate equals that Kira is coming. I know, but here's how we get there. Okay, the Pikes have had dealings with and or fought and or worked with whatever, have had relations with Crimson Dawn and Kira... The leader of Crimson Dawn, at least a little bit before this happened, like around the time of Return of the Jedi, Kira was the leader of Crimson Dawn. So, again, this is a reach, um, but I'm going. I'm, I want her, so I'm going to look where I can <laughs> to get to get uh, justification for my my hopes. Um, they also mentioned the spice mines of Kessel, which again has to do with we've seen. Kira and Slash, Orcrums, and Dawn, you know, together with that. So I'm just saying maybe these are the, the beginnings of the connections I'm looking for to have these two things mentioned because, as I said in my, uh, like, pre-Boba Fett episode, three things I wanted. One, Sarlacc pit escape. We got that. Two, Hutt Slayer mention. Three, Kira. So those last two things I'm still waiting for. If they don't happen, you know what? I'm going to be fine because this show is actually so incredible. Um, I don't really care where it goes because so far it's really great and I think it's in fantastic hands. Uh, that being said, it's fun. It's fun to do these little these little uh wishes and desires. So, there you go. That's the new segment reaching. We'll see if there will be another one next week probably because that's how my brain works. I see one thing that is vaguely connected to another and I immediately jump to conclusions. Um but yeah, that being said, that is all I have for today for my thoughts um on this episode. As always, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me on TikTok at @ari.n.space. Um and slash or on Twitter and Instagram at millenniumpod underscore. Those will be linked in the description. Uh, Love to hear from you. And I hope that you're having a great day, night, morning, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are listening. As always, of course, may the force be with you.